what's happening everyone? It's uh almost 10:40 at night. Winding down for bed, but just going to drop one additional episode before the, the I guess this is the 1st of December wraps up. So part of mental health awareness, you know, changing the script, changing the narrative, remixing men's mental health. A big part of mental health is vulnerability. And vulnerability involves admitting when you don't have the answers, admitting when you don't know what the right answer is, right? And you need some help with something. So that's where I am. I'm here to talk about that. It's not necessarily a mental health issue, but it's about a vulnerability issue. So as some of you know, I was super excited last night and this morning about the, the idea of remixing men's mental health and doing that through music and using the this platform as a way to you know add songs and then kind of add some add some wording after it so and i get like that i get really excited you know i get i get um fired up about something and go all in and sometimes i need to be reined back in so i shared some of these ideas with my wife this evening uh and she listened to it at least not even all of it just a little bit of it and kind of brought me back in and said that listen you know you it's it's good for you to really just focus on the speaking not necessarily the singing and the rapping and the poetry part of it you know focus on your strengths that's where you're going to make a difference and it stung a little bit because I was really excited about this idea I, I truly do believe that if we can connect music and media you know other forms of arts with the messaging about what men's mental health can be, that it could make some positive change. But I think she's spot on, right? That's maybe not my play. Maybe I could help orchestrate that in the future, but that's not probably my sweet spot right now. And you think about leaning into your strength. So, so that stung a little bit, but she's spot on, and I want to hear right, the, the right feedback and the, right tr- the truth on how we can best use this in the right way. So, and as, as I shared, you know, to a lot of folks, hey, use Spotify because I'm going to add music. So I'm, I, I'll admit I'm kind of a little bit on the fence on if I still want to use, you know, add music to the beginning of these podcast episodes. You know, it's, if, if, if using Spotify it just shows us like a 30 second clip, or if you have the full version, it does a full version of the song. You know, I particularly like that because I find it inspiring and, and energetic. And I was going to maybe even attach the message of the episode and relate relate it to maybe the hook or the theme of that song so but i'm open on that one i'm thinking about it um and actually this is my ask for you i actually would love your your guys feedback you know i'd like to get um some different opinions on this whether you think we should a continue using spotify only and starting each episode you know, or most episodes with a song to kind of like set the tone and tie into it. Or B, kind of abandon that and use the kind of the default kind of beats and the music that I was using for, you know, just behind my talks as I was doing beforehand. And the plus side of that is it doesn't exclude people from using different platforms, say Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Chromecast or web browsers basically it continues to make this universal 
and not excluding and limiting the audience. And just talking out loud, it sounds like that's the better option. Um, I just lose the music aspect, but you know, let's be real. People aren't turn tune in this for, you know, DJ Chris. They're turning in to learn about men's mental. I just got a little smile on my wife out of that one right now. Uh, all right. I, just, I know I'm on something. All right. So I, I think probably talking out loud, option B is probably better, which would mean that whole idea of, hey, use Spotify only would not be um, as necessary. But this is my ask. I'll drop a little question in this in this podcast. I think it only shows up in Spotify, another Spotify kind of, you know, hook. Um, there's, it seems like there's a really strong integration between Anchor FM, my podcast host, hosting platform, and, Sp- and Spotify. So I'm going to ask a question. What do you guys think between those two options? A, you know, continuing with the music in the beginning and, you know, using that as a way to, ha- to share thoughts on the theme. Or B, you know, just using the default kind of beats that I can share, the music I was using, and make it available to all platforms. Let me know what you think, either in the, in the Spotify um, system, you can answer the question, or if you want to shoot an email to me at triumphovertraumaspring at gmail.com. Or for those of y'all who have my number, you can text me, talk to me in person, smoke signal me, you know, whatever. Reach me somehow. So love to know what you guys think. So that was first order of business was a follow-up on, you know, kind of a decision that I'd love to get some feedback on from, from our community. The second thing is, um, is I wanted to share some thoughts on an article that I read. I've been seeing more articles, you know, intentionally leaning more into articles about men's mental health. And there's one in particular uh, that I'm pulling up right now on my phone. I've been seeing some good stuff on LinkedIn. And I'm looking for it right now. There was one from a local, from a college in the Carolinas. And where'd it go? I'm trying to find my save stuff. Please hold. I could start rapping right now. Singing. See how that goes. I won't do that to y'all. Oh, by the way, Mark. Uh, Mark. I want to appreciate. I appreciate you calling me and you know calling me out. He said the one song I did, Flo Rida, Welcome to My House. He said it sounded like you were in. I think he said something like an F minor. You need to be in C major. And I think he was calling me out for my 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 tone. I don't even know what the hell that means. I'm not even sure what that means. I told him I said I flunked music class. I don't even know what those tones are. You know, I'm tone deaf. So yeah, that's not a strength. Not at this point in time. Maybe maybe get someone like B notes to come on another friend who can do some singing all right so let me pull up my save stuff activity experience blah 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 here we go resources my items where's save stuff okay here we go i found it all right and i'll drop a comment too in this individual's linkedin to say hey check out this podcast so i saw a great article when i searched for men's mental health in linkedin um, by a student at the University University of South Carolina. And the post is from an Ariana Bertolotti. And she had an article about men's mental health awareness. Um, this is from a day ago, as, as Men's Mental Health Awareness Month came to an end. I guess, so November was, you know, 
it was Movember, you know, Men's Health Awareness Month, um, Mental Health Awareness Month. So there's a really cool, there's a really cool infographic that shows that males make up 49% of the population and 80% of all suicide deaths in the U.S. So you can see a disproportionate amount. And I'll drop a link to this in the description so you all know what I'm talking about. So I'm going to pull this up. So there's a, an article here from the Daily Gamecock. So the USC, you know, they're, that's their mascot, University of South Carolina. So a couple things that stuck out to me that I want to comment on. So one of them, as I read through this, there is uh, someone in the article who is quoted. So a doctoral psychology candidate, Wendy Chu. Uh, she shares some things that, that hit home. And she said in, the art, in, this, in this online article, men are more likely to, as, uh, to attempt to solve problems on their own or not at all because of prevalent stereotypes encouraging men to not speak up. Such tactics sometimes result in suicidal ideation and even death by suicide. So that's a big, you know, big point we talked about, not speaking up, not feeling comfortable speaking up. It's, you know, it's a very common thing. Um, so just some more data points on that. Uh, I'm looking at this and there was another, another piece. So then it says later on in the article, men in particular have been found to express their struggles through stereo, stereotypically masculine behaviors. This can include anger issues, impulse control, and or alcohol abuse as found by mental health platform Talkspace. Yep, we've heard that. So men are less likely, just commenting on this myself, men are less likely to handle these in a healthy way, you know, less likely to lean on social support systems, more likely to seek other, poss- you know, negative um, outlets, you know, alcohol, anger, frustration. And, and then at the end, there's a talk about the importance of community, you know, having social outlets. This article says what they're doing at the school and specifically. Um, creating a safe space for the men in our lives can initiate good habits and a more willingness to be willingness to be open about the struggles they face. Initiating daily check-ins through fraternity group meetings or amongst friends is important, but also having a support system means so much more. Learning to lean on one another as brothers or men in the Carolina community can truly change one's outlook, whether one knows it or not. So, and you know, end of, end of the article. So just really leaning in on how important it is to have social support systems, people to talk to, people to check in with. I went out, you know, moving outside of the article, I met for lunch with a friend of mine named Kevin today. And we were talking about, you know, our, our thoughts and experience in the area of addiction in different areas. And I've learned a lot about how people have struggled with um, opioids, painkillers in different ways. And just another example, you know, in some ways, some, you know, as I learned from him, and I heard this story, you know, from someone else before in Florida, um, there are folks that get hooked on drugs, painkillers in particular, because they're relieving some kind of underlying pain. And when people have a need, right, they're going to find a way to get their needs met. And in that case, something is hurting. So they seek out some kind of drug to make them feel better, feel good. And what Kevin learned 
as he worked through his own, you know, his own challenges, his own adversity in his life, is as he moved off of the, the painkillers in the past and, you know, you know, working through folks and support systems, he found that after that happened, he suddenly found himself depressed and anxious and having mental health issues. And what his um, medical staff, you know, what his support system said that he was working with, they said, you probably had these, you know, kind of chemical imbalances or brain issues before, and you were just self-medicating. You just never knew because it was masked by the pain relievers that you were taking. So it's really interesting that that combination. I heard that same exact same story, literally, um, from a very wise man that I met in Florida who had a similar issue, you know, hooked on um, painkillers. And as he came off of them, he found that he actually had, and he, and he wasn't sure, maybe it was caused from the drugs or maybe the painkillers or maybe it was underlying. He wasn't sure, he thinks it might have been underlying. But, you know, it's even if someone is taking healthy steps, making good change in their, in their life, in their life there still could be some mental health issues that need to be addressed. And then we went on to talk about the whole concept of um, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another, that whole concept. And there's a local fitness group in my area called F3. Um, It stands for Fellowship, Fitness, and Faith. And Kevin went on the joke that you know, F3 is really, you know, people like to joke at, about it. Um, it's really a men's therapy group, you know, disguised as a workout group. And what he meant by that was it brings men together most days of the week and they bond through workouts. There's a common activity. Men, you know, in my experience, as I've read, men bond over shared experiences. So, you know, working on something, working towards something, you know, not necessarily just kind of being with each other, but, but, you know, doing something together. And so doing these workouts, the men do the workouts, but then also like they, they form this bond and then they're not, before you know, they're talking, they're having coffee, they're joking, they're cutting up the way guys do in their way. And it opens up this door to stronger relationships and the opportunity, um, to be comfortable being vulnerable. Um, I mean, I'll tell you, I was doing these workouts and there were some, you know, my wife and I were having a hard time in our relationship at, at one point in time. And I, you know, I opened up right to that group um, at one point and cause we were, I was having, going through a hard time. And I remember, you know, asking the group saying, Hey, at the end of the, this workout group is this thing called the circle of trust and where folks there's prayer requests. So folks speak up, Hey, you know, my, you know, my, my neighbor, you know, you know, the, his dad's going, you know, has cancer or, you know, someone in the group uh, just lost their job, you know, such and such, different areas to, you know, to pray for. And it isn't particular, one particular faith. I guess it's, it's, it's the aspect of faith in general. So I spoke up and said, you know, um, my wife and I are struggling in, in our relationship. I said, please pray for us. And what happened after that was truly beautiful. So after I spoke up and shared this thing, which took a lot of guts for me, Right, so this is just—it's a whole concept of mental health. It's being able to share how you feel and what you're struggling with. It's being willing to say, "I don't have the answers to everything." It's being willing to say, "I don't have it all figured out." It's being willing to say, "I can't do this all on my own." That's hard stuff to do as a man, right, man? It's hard for you to do that. It's hard for you to 
say, I can't do all of it on my own. There's a pride, there's a self-reliance, there's this, you know, confidence in self that shows that that makes, you know, this desire to have all those things that makes you feel like if you do speak up, that you'll be less than. You'll be inadequate, you know, not strong enough, not a, not a true man. And that is a falsehood, right? That's a falsehood that exists. That is a, a narrative that we've created, we've perpetuated um, over generations, which we need to undo. Just as we talked about in a previous episode, the whole idea of, you know, men had to ask for directions. Men didn't ask for directions because it shows that, you know, I'm too proud. I, I can figure this out. I, I got this. No, like, like, just use Google Maps. It's easier, you know? So, so I spoke up, and what happened after that? One, immediately after, as I'm walking around, some guy comes up to me and says to me, one-on-one, hey, man, you know what? I just went through a nasty divorce. It was hell. If you ever want to talk, let me know. Be happy to hook up. I mean, it was like, I don't have all the answers, but I'd love to just, you know, talk what's going on, see if, you know, see if I can listen to you, see if I can help at all. One. So I was, bing, check one. Check two. I randomly get a text message from someone I didn't even know. So that first guy messaged me. I didn't even know him. Came out the blue and just offered help. That made me feel good. Made me feel like I was supported. Made me feel like I was a part of something. Someone on my back, Right. Prior to that, I felt somewhat alone um, in this struggle. So then number two, I get a text message from someone I didn't even know in the group. Hey, this one lets you know I'm praying for you. I'm thinking about you. You know, that's going to be all right. Not in a boom. Two, second person on my back in my corner. Wow. It's like a team of people. It's like an army of angels came out of the, the blue. Where the hell did this come from? And then number three, my neighbor, Kevin. He's a very good man. You know, he messages me too. Hey, Chris, you want to grab some lunch sometime? Let's connect. You know, I'm here for you. So boom, boom, boom. Suddenly, you know, three people in my corner from that simple action of speaking up and saying, can y'all pray for me? I share, I'm not sharing all this because I'm trying to convert y'all to go to F3. I'm actually not even doing it. I go to, I go to a different workout session, but I see tremendous value in what it offers. I see tremendous value in anything that provides a platform, um, an environment, a community where men can connect to each other in some way. Maybe that's a faith-based group. Maybe there's something at your church, if you go to church. Maybe it's simply, you get together, maybe you're a big Italian family, you all have dinner every Sunday like you see, and there's a great place to talk. Maybe you got a group of friends and you guys all go hiking or you like to go you know, you go hunting or something, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is that helps you get talking to fellow men, that whole iron sharpens iron. And I'm not talking about on the surface, superficial stuff, because that's naturally what where we gravitate towards. Kevin and I talk about this today. Like most of our conversations as men don't go past the superficial, the superficial such as, oh man, I wonder if the cool, I saw the, the Lakers won last night. Yeah, that was a good game, wasn't it? Yeah. Such and such had 20 points. Oh, man, I wonder if they're coming off the injured list. Like, that's like superficial. Oh, I wonder, man, it's going to be cold. It's going to be cold this weekend. Yeah, I better take care take care of uh, some stuff, put some decorations up. Like, like, that's the regular, you know, superficial stuff, right? Oh, kids are doing this, kids are doing that. 
you know, just high level. You know, we, we have this, we're busy this weekend. We're busy, 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 superficial. The real stuff, the core stuff, when you can share those core things that you suffer from, that you struggle with, right? Our suffering unites us. It's amazing, it's an amazing thing. So if you can share something that you're struggling with, one little thing with a group of people um, who you feel comfortable with, it's like, there's a saying, a problem shared is a problem halved, H-A-L-V-E-D. I'm gonna say it again, a problem shared is a problem halved. So you share a problem, it's no longer just yours. You just cut it in half. You just created someone else who's there with you. We all have an intrinsic desire, an intrinsic need, a want to help others, right? Sometimes we're too busy that we can't, you know, we've got too much going on, we can't really do it. Sometimes we don't have the skills to do it. But deep down, we all feel good and want to help others, right? If you knew how to do something, I'm gonna ask you, right? Think about it. What is it? What, think about something you're really good at or even somewhat good at, or something you've been through before. If you're with someone that you care and love, right? If your best friend is sitting there saying, you know what, let's say you're really good at, I don't know, um, uh, fixing screen doors. Maybe you've done this a bunch of times. You've had a bunch of screen doors got busted. You know, and you're with your best buddy, you know, um, Pablo, and Pablo, doesn't know much about screen doors and he's sitting hanging out with these like man my screen door keeps busting driving me crazy i don't know how to fix this thing it's got holes my dog keeps clawing through it there's a cat that scratched it up blah 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 right you're not just going to sit there are you're not going to sit in your hands you have a valuable thing you can share you want to you want to help them relieve that pain you want to help them get past that suffering so you're going to raise your hand you know what guess what my, um, I had to, I've been through this and, you know, let's figure this out together. Or let me offer you some things. That's how it is with this stuff with mental health. That's how it is with vulnerability. Even if you don't have all the answers, people like to jump in and offer some input, some ideas, right? It makes us feel valuable. I know we don't want to be, a, you know, we don't want to be a burden on other people. We don't want to have them carry our baggage, carry our weight, carry the struggles we go through. We don't want to burden people, right? I understand. I'm like that too. But a lot of times people appreciate it. They appreciate you taking off that mask of perfection, which is a load of BS. We all, you know, have different levels of masks that we wear at work or at home with our relationships, our friendships, our neighbors, um, etc. Social media. Well, that's a different story. Y'all heard my space on that. But we wear different masks. The more you can peel back those masks and show who you really are and where you really struggle, because we all struggle. We all suffer. The more you can build more authentic, genuine, meaningful, strong, real relationships. So that's what doing that did for me. People came out the woodwork. I'm talking about out the freaking woodwork. Didn't even know them offering to help. That made me feel really good. Really, really good about that. And I found that helpful and just by speaking up, but just by raising my hand. So as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. Look at your group. Look at who you've got in your circle. 
maybe you've got a few people you can count on for that. If that's the case, how might you look for little ways to get this conversation started or make this conversation stronger? If that's, if y'all just get together for pizza, you know, once a month, once a week, or maybe go watch a game already and just one of you just bring maybe you have maybe you have the courage to bring it up man you know what my such and such I've been feeling like crap these days like literally like I've been going to work and just something just doesn't feel right and I've been feeling like this for a while if you bring that up sometimes at first people don't really know what to do with it but it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing man I, I, uh, I implore you, I encourage you to do that. There was this guy that I met out in Memphis, Terry. Terry was such a real cold, cool, soulful dude, as I called him. Terry had what, you know, I stepped in his car. He was a Lyft driver. He had some real cool, smooth jazz jams on. Um, it was uh, watercolor radio on, on Sirius XM. I still play it from time to time. Really smooth. Uh, Terry, and I, Terry, I gave Terry this link too. So Terry, shout out for what you taught me. So he had this thing called, it was might have been Thursday, Man Thursday. So on Man Thursday, him and his close buddies, they got together. They uh, just hung out. I think they might have played some cards or pool or something. You know, just got together. Just real, you know, real talk, real time together, male bonding. And I think post-pandemic, you know, post-internet, social media, all these things, we're more and more isolated, you know, as people, as a society, and especially as men. So it's hard. It's, and then it's and then if you're if you're of the age where you have other responsibilities like such children or or older parents you're taking care of, it's even harder because there's more and more demands on your time. But this is one of those things where you got to put on your own oxygen mask before you can put on someone else's. If you don't prioritize your own mental health and well-being, right? If you don't put enough fuel in your own tank, it's going to be hard for you to give a ride to someone else, right? Because you're going to run out of gas. So look for ways to, to sharpen your own saw, to put fuel in your own tank, right? To take care of yourself. And, and if you don't have... A circle. If you don't have some close folks, right? Maybe think think creatively about who could be in that. Maybe there's one person who you kind of you know kind of feel good good rapport with. Maybe you want to start building that relationship, or maybe it is people in your family. Maybe it's just calling them from time to time and just sharing. Maybe you have a brother or a cousin or a mentor. You know, find ways or get involved with different hobbies or activities. Like if you, you know, think about what you love to do or what you used to love to do, find ways to get involved. For me, it's basketball. I love basketball and I love going to play. So if there's, you know, find ways to build those relationships. So community, um, connectivity, social bonds, all these things to strengthen, right, your own mind and then the people around you. Right? We are stronger together. Um, isolated, divided, we are weaker. Right, Alone, we're weak. Together, we're strong. Um, there's that African proverb that if you want to go somewhere fast, go there alone. 
But if you want to go somewhere far, go there together. And I really believe that. If you want to make a difference, if you want to go somewhere far, if you want to get through something really difficult, do it in a group, right? We are stronger together. We have different skills, different strengths. We can lean on each other when we're weaker, you know, just like different buildings, you know, when you look at even in uh, design of structures and buildings, you know, like the pyramids or house foundations, right? There's different pieces. There isn't just one piece. There's different pieces that come together to make this There's interlocking um, joint. So if you're all in architecture, you can explain it better. But things connect together to make a structure stronger. And as human beings, we're like that. We have survived and evolved and made it through so, you know, generation generations, through tribes, through community, through, you know, people migrating, being together and, you know, living in units together, you know, helping, farming, hunting, teaching, you know, prospering together. So the, the irony is in this country, right, for my United States audience, which is most of y'all for right for now, at least, uh, except for that 2% is from Italy. I'm not sure um, where y'all coming from, but I'm really interested in the story. If you want to hit me up. Um, so as we've accumulated wealth, as we've accumulated, right, techno- technological advances, we have created a place that we're wealthier, but we're more alone, right? We are have much more resources, but we're more isolated. So we're stronger, but we're weaker. It's really weird. So awareness is the first step. You know, find that community, find a way to get together with people, find a way to speak your truth, find a way to speak what's going on with you, find a way to speak up, find a way to create an environment where you can help each other. If you do just simply by talking, it's amazing the types of things that can happen. Um, My father-in-law says it best. Um, Nothing starts happening until people start talking. Nothing starts happening until people start talking. The context of that was, you know, jobs and work and how to um, move forward ideas and, and create change at work. But it's really about creating change. And it's the same thing with mental health, men's mental health. Nothing happening happens until people start talking. So will you be that person? Will you be that person? Will you start talking? Will you set example for people to start talking? And I'm going to finish up with one last point. It's on the same topic. So one of the most rewarding things for me has been, as I've shared a few things about my, you know, my traumatic experiences and some adversity I faced in episode two, I've had quite a few people reach out to me and relate. And that was, that was you know, kind of my hopes of that, was maybe one or two things. Maybe there's something that connects with one person. Maybe there's something you can relate to. So it, it kind of forms that bond and it shows, hey, we're all we're united. We're united in our suffering. We're united in this together. We're working with this together. And I had, um, I had one lady, a good friend, Michelle. So Michelle tonight told me, she said, listen, Chris, after I heard episode two, I felt like, like I just, I know you. I know you so well because so much of what I've gone through, you've gone through. And she told me about um, 
in particular domestic violence. She said, you know, she had done some stuff where she worked with Steve Smith, the football player. And she said, Steve Smith, um, you may not know this, he has a, uh, his whole nonprofit, his foundation is, is for domestic violence. That's real big to him. And she said, you know, I have a family member who has some similar struggles to some things uh, you've seen in your life. And I've had some similar struggles to you've had in your life. I was like, whoa, like, I mean, it just makes me step back a little bit. It was really impressive. It, it was, it was um, humbling, it, but it was also very rewarding to hear that whole concept of just speaking up. It's hard, for, hard to do. It's hard to, you know, show that you're, there's a crack in your armor, right? You're not flawless. You're not perfect. You're not undefeatable. You're not this curated, perfect image thing. You're like, you're, you know, you're a work in progress. You're imperfect. You're flawed. You struggle, right? You're human. That's all being human. So it was real cool to hear from her. That was one. Then I got a text message from a guy I used to work with. And this was so cool. And, you know, he just wrote out. He said, Chris, I didn't know xyz you know we worked together all this time i had no idea and, and that's the truth i mean you don't know i mean what am i just you know hey welcome to the meeting um pleased to meet y'all um i had major depression disorder uh let's move to agenda item number one i mean it's, it's sometimes it's you know you need it the right time and place for it too especially in virtual is kind of weird so you know he wrote wrote that and some struggles he's had in his family and that was really impressive like that stuck out Right? And then I had another family member, this is the last point, and this, this stuff blow, blew me away. Actually, there's two, there's two more, sorry, it just keeps building. So I had another family member reach out to me and say, listen, I listened to episode two, and I cried. And he said, I love you, brother. I was like, whoa, I hadn't talked to this family member in like at least a year. And I just spammed a bunch of people with the link to it. You know, just to say, hey, just in, just in case people want to listen to it, in case it helps. And I was like, whoa, that that hit me hard. That hit, you know, this wasn't a person I was expecting to respond like this. And I, I was really, really moving. And the last one is another close family member reaches out and says, you know what? I've had a really hard week. I'm thinking about talking to a therapist. You know, what I consider, personally, I consider just a coach. I feel like the wording helps. And, and this person said, you know, I'm looking into that. And I, and I said, go for it. This is offline, right? I said, go for it. I said, I said, it's done nothing but help me. And I gave some tips. Then this person followed up with me today and said, I'm looking for them. Do you have, you know, where do I look on the, my healthcare website? And I said, you know, search for specialties. And then it became a funny thing. Then the person sent me a, a screenshot of the website and it said all the specialties, depression, anxiety, you know, pretty much you name it, everything. And, and the person said, hey, can I just select all? Can I select all? Can I just say all apply and get some kind of volume package discount? And I was dying laughing because uh, it's true. And sometimes we, sometimes we don't realize all the stuff we're carrying around, the weight we carry. We all like to kind of shrug it off. We're like, we're, I, I'm good. Cool. Keep it moving. I'm, I'm fine. I'm good. And other times we think it's not that bad. Like, it's not that bad. We minimize it. You know, it's, you know, other people have it worse. I was, I was for many, many decades, right? Many years. I was, a, other people have it worse. What do I have to claim complain about person? Um, what I now notice is minimizing it. Like, why do I complain? There's people in another country, you know, getting shot at every day. No food. 
war zone. You know, horrible, horrible atrocities. The hell am I complaining about this thing or that thing for my childhood or this thing or that thing because of something that happened with my family? Like, that's minimizing. Just because someone else has it hard in a different way doesn't mean what you experience wasn't hard, wasn't traumatic to you. There's always going to be someone who has it a million times harder than you have it. And there's always going to be someone who has it a million times better than you have it, easier. It doesn't mean what you experience, the shoes you walk in, the path you go down, isn't bumpy and rocky and difficult. You have to, you know, I'm, I'm saying this myself as I've learned this. We have to learn to own that, recognize it, be okay with that. Accept that the stuff you've gone through or are going through, you know, can be really difficult can take a toll on your mind, your body, your emotions, your spirit, your soul, your relationships. That's all right. It's all right. If you feel like you need to cry, if you feel like stuff beats you up, process that stuff. Feel that. You know, as a, one of my therapists told me to help me understand one of my sons better, you know, because I was quick to always jump, hey, feel better. Just say, hey, focus on the bright side. Focus on this. Smile. Move on. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I was always trying to shortcut the process you can't shortcut the process you can't shortcut the process of of pain of grief of healing you got to sit in it man so she told me you can learn a lot from your son you know what you can do this is what I encourage you to do sit in the mud with him sit in the mud with him just sit with him sit there whoa I don't do that. I don't just sit in the mud. I I'm, I don't I get the hell out the mud. I jump over the mud. I jump over that puddle. Like I'm not I'm not you know I mean I like playing outside and everything, but I don't sit in the mud. I just jump over, keep on going, move over to some clean area where the grass is green and good. So she challenged me to sit in the mud with my son. Sit there and feel how you feel. Woo! That's a paradigm shifter. So. I don't have it down perfect, but I've learned to when the, when my when my son is really feeling some big feelings, as someone described to me at a wedding I went to, when he's feeling some big feelings and some big things are going on to him, regardless of what I think about it, how I expect what my expectations are, I'm learning to sit there with him, you know, be there with him without trying to rip him out of it and tell him to jump over that puddle, like, just be there. Eventually, like, we have that that spirit. Eventually, together, we'll get up, we'll rise up like that phoenix from the ashes. But sometimes we just, you know, we got to feel the way we feel. And I kind of went all over the map with this, with this one. But a lot of good stuff learned today. So, all right, let me try to summarize some of this stuff. One, point number one, let me know what you think about the whole music, uh, you know, using option A versus option B, as in music and Spotify only, or no music and and across all platforms. That's one. Two, look for ways to speak up in your community with your tribe of people. You know, it could be just one little thing about how you're feeling. You know, as men. It's okay to have emotions. It's good to have emotions. That's, that's the human experience. So look for ways to speak up. And then three, 
as a part of that. We are stronger together as a tribe, as a community, as units, right? We have each other's backs. You'll have other people's backs. We'll have your backs. That's a good thing. Look for ways to embrace that. And then four, I'm going to say, try to sit in the mud with people when appropriate. If someone's feeling down, is feeling angry, is feeling frustrated, don't try to don't try to minimize. Let's let's not minimize and invalidate how they feel. They feel how they feel for a reason. And that feeling needs to be felt. If you ever like if you watch the movie Inside Out, right? All that time, the person you just needed to feel sadness. And joy and all these other emotions kept trying to say, you know, anger, like you just need to do this, do that. Sadness just not needed to be dealt with. And that was literally that was my that was my story for decades. Sadness needed to come out. And eventually it's gonna find its way out. It's a lot better if you can kind of do it on your own terms and do it, you know, without you planning for it, because that's when it comes out in depression. Not cool, man. Not fun. Would not recommend doing that. So, alright. That's it for the night. Wrapping it up. What time is it now? 11.20 Eastern Time. All right. My wife is in here straight out, knocked out, sleeping. I put her asleep. I hope I didn't put y'all to sleep. Let me know what you think. I am uh, I am honored to be on this journey with you all. I'm grateful for this opportunity to speak and use this voice that God's given me. Uh, and hopefully we can together help change this change the narrative flip the script on men's mental health and create a better environment for our men for our relationships our families for our communities uh, for our nations in some small way all right love y'all how much you think any feedback is always appreciated triumph over trauma love y'all peace Thank you.